Welcome in, everybody. It has been far too long, and for that, I cannot apologize enough. Uh, thank you guys all for, for joining in today. Uh, let me go ahead and give you guys my view. Welcome in. Uh, thank you guys all for taking some time out, hopping in with me. Mr. Merck of the Bearded Truth, your neighborhood-friendly libertarian. It has been quite some time since we've been here chit-chatting and covering what's been going on in the news. Uh, but I wanted to... Uh, really come back because right now we don't have I mean there's there really isn't any uh, cohesiveness in this country at all and I want to make sure that we are able to uh, come together understand what is exactly going on and and realize that no one in government has any clue as to what we are doing so um, thank you guys all once again for joining in. If you guys are tuning in from Periscope, from YouTube, from Facebook, from Float, uh, from uh, from Twitch, or if you guys are listening on the podcast, thank you guys all. Make sure you guys are, are hitting the notification bells, uh, so hit and subscribe if this is your first time viewing. Um, make sure you guys are leaving a five star review, and and I'm just going to keep it going. Uh, give give Spike the worst review you possibly can think of. Um, since since I've been gone, big congrats to. Spike Cohen for becoming the next uh, vice president, vice presidential candidate for the Libertarian Party. Uh, it was exciting to watch him go through that uh, and get receive those uh, incredible amount of endorsements, um, including the Radical Caucus, um, and just to see him grow and moving on with the Joe Jorgensen campaign, running for vice president. It's going to be fantastic to see that coming through. Um, so, if you guys have not been supporting that ticket, I would, I would humbly request that you would uh, support that because what we're seeing right now from the Republicrats is that they have no clue what to do and um, between COVID and between this George Floyd situation, just they just don't care. Um, and, and so I first want to start off with what happens to be my favorite is that um, here we have President Trump speaking today about the good old George Floyd and how he should be feeling because, well, you know, George Floyd should be happy. Equal justice under the law must mean that every American receives equal treatment in every encounter with law enforcement, regardless of race, color, gender, or creed. They have to receive fair treatment. Haven't we heard this? Haven't we heard this for years? Haven't we heard this? You know, any any time that some tragedy happens, we've heard this each and every time. But for some reason, but for some reason, From it's different. Law enforcement, they have to receive it. We all saw what happened last week. We can't let that happen. Hopefully, George is looking down right now and saying, this is a great thing that's happening for our country. There's a great day for him. It's a great day for... It's a great... It's a great day for him. It's a great day for George Floyd. You know, the guy who was murdered. The guy who... It took them four days to arrest the murderer who there was plenty of eyewitnesses, cameras, and everything else there in the situation to ensure that we knew exactly who was at fault. Um, we had, of course, you know, plenty of, of witnesses there to know exactly how the exchange went. We had three accomplices uh, from the police officers there, um, you know, who... Some of them did recommend to turn the turn over George Floyd when he was complaining for the eight minutes and fifty three seconds, I believe it was, that he couldn't believe couldn't breathe. Um, you know, so that they tried to give some some pushback, but you know they they weren't forceful enough. Not as forceful as you know having a 
a knee be pushed down on, on someone's throat. Um, so George Floyd, who went through that and was killed, who they didn't find a pulse after just after five minutes after they decided they were going to check, um, George Floyd would be happy today. He would be so ecstatic. He would be happy. I mean, who who wouldn't be happy to be murdered and then have to wait four days for your murder murderer to be arrested and then another, uh, another three days after that um, for the accomplices to be arrested when it was all on tape, when it was all on tape that they were uh, defending uh, Chauvin, who was the murderer in this instance, uh, protecting him by, you know, threatening those who are going to come and defend George Floyd. This, yes, George Floyd should be happy. Everybody. This is a great day for everybody. This is a great, great day in terms of equality. It's really what our constitution requires and it's what our country is all about now i want you to notice down here along the bottom we're opening u.s economy with a bang yes let's talk about the economic rates because that's going to somehow make george floyd be better that's going to somehow return george floyd to being a a a well-liked man um it's This is this is just absolute absurdity and stupidity at its finest. Whoever had President Trump, because clearly he was reading from a script, whoever decided to put that in the notes, uh, they should be fired immediately. And while we're talking about people being fired, I do want to go over. Um, many of us did see the situation when it came to the uh, Buffalo police. Uh, what was it? Yesterday, maybe? So we had this, this young... Um, young man right here getting pushed over by police and you can see how much care that they had this guy was going to care no 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 you stop that sir no cares are allowed um so uh, so the buffalo police pushed over a man um who came up and i believe he was handing something to one of the officers Two of the officers that were there that were in the, this altercation, if you will, um, they had made a report that, you know, there was a scuffle and he tripped. Well, clearly we had video evidence proving otherwise. And as a result of that, um, and as a result of that, what we saw was was completely different. Obviously, they pushed this man over. He fell over. Blood immediately coming from the back of his head where he cracked his skull. And as a result of this, those two officers were put on uh, administrative leave, which is the right answer and and should be potentially uh, facing some crimes. But beyond that, 57 of those within the Buffalo Police Department uh, emergency response team, the rest of the entire emergency response team goes, that's not fair. That's not okay. So they resigned. And my, I must say, good riddance. Good riddance to you 57 people. Because if you think that it's 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 okay for you to push over a man who's, you know, coming up, one singular man against the wall of people that you could push him over and that that that's justified. That is that is good American justice right there. If you think that, good good riddance. Go go ahead. They should be fired. They're only resigned from the emergency response team, so they are still fully funded by the American taxpayers and however else uh, that police department is being funded, probably through civil asset forfeiture. Let's, let's blame it. Uh, New York is not exactly great when it comes to um, <laughs> not exactly great when it comes to the criminal aspect uh, or the criminal justice system. But 
Nonetheless, what we have here is just despicable uh, situation all around. So good riddance to those 57 officers. Um, and this was, of course, in, to show support for the officers who are suspended without pay. 75 years old is, is how old that man was. 75 years old. So good riddance to those guys. So glad to see them going away. But, but still, George Floyd... He should be happy for this situation. Don't you guys forget that? George Floyd, so happy. So glad you're 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 just looking down, you know, after after being murdered. You're just so happy to see all of this going on. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Oh. Yes, Matt. I can I can put all you guys can have whatever comments you want and they will appear on the screen. Absolutely. This is this is for you guys. I want you guys to be feeling special. Um, you got to talk and produce your own show. My God, yes. Uh, I'm not quite as good as Spike Cohen, but uh, we are we are working on the production quality, if you will. Uh, replying too difficult for no reason. He is very talented that way. I wouldn't call it talented. It's just it just comes with with it. Uh, Jason's beard is very George Michael, circa 1987. Oh, I appreciate it, Matt. At least it does not look like a prepubescent boy or a, a mildly pubescent. Somebody going through puberty, if you will. Um, <laughs> uh, but I got to go to the next oh, fantastic news um, because do you know whenever I speak of civil rights, do you know the country that I think of first? I'm like, this is the epitome of somebody who stands strong for the, the ideas of free speech, of a free press, of the ideas that, you know, people are able to criticize their government and talk about things and, and be a, a resistance to those in power and, you know, the ability just to, to be private and everything that they're doing. It's Russia. It's always Russia. Russia urges the United States to observe democratic standards and respect Americans' rights to protest. Oh, man. The Russian Foreign Ministry urged the U.S. authorities to respect Americans' right for peaceful protest and the wave of demonstrations sparked by George Floyd's death. I just... I don't know how you guys feel about this, but just seeing this makes me the most joyed filled person in the world because russia who has literally uh incarcerated journalists for years i mean you you, you really have to be careful with what you say in in russia historically uh they're coming out and they're like whoa america you guys you guys let's let's tune this back a little bit you guys are going on a little strong let's slow down let's let's give a little compassion here let's let's let let's freedom ring for a little bit so russia is stepping in and is criticizing uh, so it's time for the U.S. to drop the mentor's tone and look in the mirror and to start respecting people's rights and observing democratic standards at home. This is truly the epitome of, of, uh, I don't, I don't even know how to describe the amount of beautifulness that is this discussion. Um, I cannot believe that this is this is true news right now. <laughs> Russia, Russia is calling for America to care about people. Anyways, um, 
I did want to I did want to touch on another topic. A lot of people I want to go dive deeper into the George Floyd situation. I think that it's important that we do discuss this at great length because the narrative has constantly been changed because you have the Republicans and they're pushing for their Republican talking points and and the issues are not being resolved. They're not being cared about and and they're not they're not even being administered to uh, administered in any way. So when we look at the situation like I said, we had a, a team of four police officers killing a man in broad daylight, being recorded, and, and being put on notice. They were fired the next day. took four days for the first murderer, or for the main murderer, to, to be arrested. Seven days total for the accomplices to be murdered. Um, in between the time of when, when George Floyd was killed and the time in which Chauvin was, was arrested, um, there was a shopkeeper, I believe, in, um, in Minneapolis that rioters and looters were breaking into his store he shot one of them in defense was arrested and was brought into to jail and brought up on charges before Chauvin was um, this is an important distinction because we have always had a two-tiered system here in America well not always in the last 50 years so created by the Supreme Court was this idea of qualified immunity qualified immunity basically means that because you're law enforcement or because you're a government entity you get you get afforded more protections and what I really what it really stands out to me is the old animal farm adage one of my favorite quotes from animal farm is that all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. Because, you know what, we all have to abide by the same law. We shouldn't murder people, and we shouldn't, we shouldn't do bad things. But, you know, maybe, 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 maybe your role is just a little more important than us. So, you get to walk around a free man. You're a murderer, we know it, everyone knows it, everyone saw it, it's okay. But, you get to be free because you're, you're a police officer. It just seems unruly. Um, I really do think that if these protests weren't happening, if these riotings, if the riots didn't happen, if the looting didn't happen, and certainly I denounced the, the looting and the rioting, um, you know, we shouldn't be attacking private businesses. We shouldn't be threatening people. Um, you know, anger and angst and, and um, unruliness should be pointed towards those who have actually created this issue, um, being government and police departments. But um, if, if those weren't happening, if the people did not step up and, and shout down uh, police officers, shout down the police chiefs and, and really make their stances known and, and shown that we are willing to stand up, I don't think that Chauvin and the and company would have been arrested. I really, I genuinely don't think that it would have. I think it, if the video recording wasn't there, it would have been um, just just another normal day um you know another man gets killed another unarmed black man gets killed and and everyone just moves on with it so thank thank you to everyone out there who you know when you see something you say something by taking a recording of it posting it online live streaming it doing your civic duty by being able to hold uh hold police officers and government officials accountable thank you to everyone who was a part of that um we got to keep doing this though um, and, and a part of this accountability really does get back to that qualified immunity. So what we're seeing right now is, um, thankfully, the first libertarian uh, member of Congress who was elected as as a libertarian, was elected as a Republican, turned into an independent, then decided he was going to run for president of the United States under a libertarian banner, or at least create uh, an exploratory committee, then decided, hey, not, gonna, not for me, I'll just be a lifelong libertarian. Um, Justin Amash and... Progressive Representative uh, Ayanna Presley from Massachusetts um, have joined forces in order to introduce a bill in the House of Representatives that would eliminate the contra 
controversial doctrine of qualified immunity for police officers. I think that this is the right answer. I think that one of the issues that we're going to face is that um, even though this is the right process, right, because Supreme Court, for whatever reason, can rule from the bench and and create legislation as they've done in in previous times, and certainly with this, is that um, we're going to have to get this pushed through. We're going to have to to get, you know, the Republicans on in the Senate. We're going to have to get the the Democrats in in the House, and I think there's going to be a lot less uh, resistance there in the House, Um, but we're going to have to get this through, Um, and we're going to have to get the support uh, to garner that support. It's going to be a hard push. Do I see it passing? I don't see it passing with the current Congress, but we need to to really push on this. Um, so I would encourage each and every one of you, if you guys haven't already, um, get out there, learn about qualified immunity, learn what it is, get educated on it, fight against it. Let's let's be the good activists that we are. I mean, it's it's important that we know this stuff, but it's also important that we go out and we share this. Um, so it's important that we hold people accountable. And one of the th- ways that we can do that, of course, is by removing qualified immunity. Um, and so uh, thank you to the, to those individuals for putting up legislation in order to fight against this. Um, we need a good uh, political backing. We need to raise the awareness on this, get people on both sides, get the Republicans um, and get the libertarians out there to push and endorse this. Make sure that uh, members of the House and members of the Senate um, are aware of what's coming down the pipeline and make sure that they know that you are in support of them. Um, feel free if you guys have never done that before, um, feel free to reach out to me. I would love to, to help you support with that. Um, trying to be as easily accessible as possible. If you, as you guys can tell, I've been um, really uh, engaged on the activist side uh, as of late. And so um, feel free to reach out in that way. Um, but here's, here's, so there's good things that you can do, right? You can hold people more accountable. Um, and, and I think that once you have that accountability there, whether it's through the removal of qualified immunity or whether it's through changing up the way their pension plan is, right? Make the pension be, uh, take hits whenever your police department or your police agency, um, has created civil rights, uh, violations that, you know, that, that takes a hit for everyone on the team. And then now they're the good apples, if you will, are going to be forced to say either I'm going to get hurt in the long run or I'm going to have to straighten this guy out or get him removed. I think that we need to, to find a way to encourage officers to hold each other accountable rather than, you know, seeing 57 of the emergency response team quit because two people are being accountable. So we got to, we got to find a way to flip that on his head, get that, get that movement going. Um, but between those two, this is all about holding people accountable for their actions. No one is against, right? There's no libertarian out there that's like, let's not hold people accountable for their actions. Let's hold it, uh, people accountable. When you have violated the rights of another, when you have uh, aggressed upon another, uh, and you're the aggressor, right? There's there's no one no one here that's saying, let's not do that. Um, proportionality, of course, is important because some 75-year-old man is standing in front of you doesn't mean you push him over and then you just kind of let his cracked skull just lay there and bleed out. Um, so... <clears throat> I realize I'm flying through a lot of this stuff. I apologize. But this is that's on the accountability front. Now, what what is there possibly anywhere out there that just goes completely way out of left field and, and decides that instead of holding people accountable, we're just going to invest? Of course. In the LA, uh, in the Los Angeles areas, police they cut the police budgets to spend more on communities of color. 
The mayor of Los Angeles has responded to the George Floyd protest uh, and is planning to cut 100 to $150 million from the city's police budget to reinvest more dollars into the black community. While reparations would be great, um, you're not even addressing the issue. So if we're not going to... Um, is there any chance if it passes the House and the Senate that Trump signs it? I'm not. I'm not certain. Um, Trump has been kind of the best on criminal justice reform in the last, as, as for the last couple presidents. Um, but I would rather put that in front of him and make him make him sign it. Uh, he seems to only veto things whenever it is, um, whenever it's only something that goes against his his uh his personal stance so for example whenever we wanted him to pull out from yemen um there was a, a very pointed bill there that he he uh he vetoed that there was another one on his emergency declarations i think it was like two or three of those for the emergency declarations uh his vetoes aren't really necessarily for legislation that's coming through it's more of well i i want to do things my way um so i think that he would sign in that way but um so this cutting of this funding to reinvest to the black community um as here in mother jones even this article that i'm reading from um even if it was 250 million dollars uh it would only be about 600 dollars per person so clearly they're having some issues where they're not cutting enough money and the the negative effects of cutting all that money from the police department who knows where they're going to be collecting that from i don't know probably more speeding tickets probably more more things that uh you know broken tail lights they're going to come up bash that take a tail light out um and charge you for it um I, I i'm not certain if california has civil asset forfeiture but you can expect if they do have civil asset forfeiture that the police are suddenly going to be checking everyone's car there's suddenly there's a a, a a wafting of of marijuana is coming from each vehicle and so they're going to strip search each car uh and find any pennies any nickels any dimes in order to keep funding themselves because you know starving the police department and and when they've been bloated and large for so many years it's just gonna it, they're just gonna find their own ways of of making this money through what is legal not necessarily what is right um so we have we have such a wide variety of ways that that people are trying to come at this and i think that really what we can boil this down to is that government has no fucking clue they have no clue whatsoever what they're doing um the the idea that we're going to have legislation that protects people when they aggress upon others and then also say hey let's 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 be good people let's care about each other let's give everyone the equal opportunity uh it, it just doesn't pass the sniff test for me when we've seen that historically uh people of color people in the minority uh communities are being disproportionately affected by uh the police state uh by the war on drugs by um just stop and frisk and everything else we're not necessarily going to see it better just by defunding those police officers. Um, we, we're not going to see it better just by saying now everyone gets an equal opportunity. We've heard this for years on end. Um, so I think that what we're struggling with now is the fact that government has no way of holding itself accountable because they're always they're always clearly. And as we what we've seen historically is that they've they're always clearly on the right. Every time the government has checked itself, the government comes out and says, eh. We did no wrong. It's cool. So who's watching the Watchmen? And if it's not us, then who? And so I would encourage you guys all get engaged. Let's get involved. Let's uh, let's make some changes. Let's change some hearts. Let's change some minds. Um, we gotta we gotta end a lot of these uh, prof profits for policing. 
Um, I know here in my state of South Carolina, uh, civil asset forfeiture has run rampant uh, between the years of 2014 and 2017. We had about $17 million being taken from the people, $17 million in three years. Um, and along with that, because it's civil asset forfeiture, not criminal asset forfeiture, means that you don't have to have be charged or even um, be found guilty of a crime. And in 19% of those, no, the person that had their assets taken, they were not charged or they were not found guilty of a crime. In 20% of those cases, they weren't even alleged a crime. So we're looking at 39% of that $17 million worth of assets taken by the police here in South Carolina between the years of 2014 and 2017 being taken wrongfully without without somebody being found guilty of a crime. And so I would encourage you guys all to check into your state, see if you guys have civil asset forfeiture, see how bad it is in your state, uh, get involved, get engaged, find out what kind of communities are fighting against this. This is commonly being fought by any civil libertarian uh, entity. This is fought by the NAACP. This is fought by, you know, uh, typically left-wing organizations are, are much more predominant on fighting against criminal justice reform but criminal justice reform is something that is common sense in a lot of ways um and there is a lot of of partisan talking points but we can get through that we can find out what's what's common sense and what works and what just simply is is too far out there um but it's absolutely clear to me that with the situation that we're in in this country right now that uh, our criminal justice system doesn't work for us it doesn't make our community safer it doesn't um it doesn't restore people who go through the system right if you've been incarcerated our recidivism rate is well over 50 percent. so if you've been in the prison system one time you kind of um a lot of people build their community there that becomes their quote-unquote home and then they get out and they're like nah this isn't working for me they they either recommit crimes they commit uh, whether intentionally or unintentionally um through occupational licensing through um basically having a prison sentence being a lifelong sentence because you have to put that on your on your um your resumes you're incapable of getting a, a good job because rather than um because we have a punitive system rather than a system that works on rehabilitating people and to right the wrongs that are being committed um people aren't trusted when they come out so we have this problem where people are incapable of getting out of the prison system and getting a good job being able to provide for themselves getting a good education and just becoming independent of themselves and then you know having their dignity restored to where they can be a productive member of society instead what we have is people that come through the system and they just keep cycling through over and over and over again um so uh, the criminal justice system in this country is entirely broken. It has never been working, whether it's in the Democratic states or in the Republican states. One thing is clear is that it has not been working for us. Mandatory minimum sentencing happens. It's strong in Republican states. It's strong in the in the Democratic states. They first started off when they when their their origination. They were only a couple of years long because it was it was a minimum thing. Right, it's a bare minimum, and now what you have is is mandatory minimum sentencing for a pound of marijuana, something like fifty years. Doesn't make sense. Fifty years for owning a plant that you're probably going to consensually trade with another that's going to cause no harm. It's not worth fifty years. 
our system is broken. We need to we need to come together. We need to find a way to fix this. And and I would encourage you guys all to find ways of getting involved, getting engaged, and let's make a difference. Uh, we can listen to Spike and Matt and myself. We can listen to all the podcasts that we want. We could become the uh, the all knowing people of what's wrong with this system, and we can talk about it on on over the keyboards. We could talk about it through a hot mic, such as what I'm doing right now. We could talk about it in so many different ways, but if we're not actually getting out there and activating people, getting petitions, um, signing stuff, going in and protesting, getting our voices heard to those who have authority over us, um, then we are just as complacent as any Republican. So we got to find a way to build out and make this be heard. Um, but with that, I, 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 I didn't, I'm sorry for for doing this for such a short episode. But I wanted just to come on here, give you guys 20, 30 minutes of of a discussion um, on what's been going on, my my take on everything, and and clearly there is a lot more going wrong in this country than going right. And and I think that really, uh, if I can use it from the campaign um, that Spike was formerly with, right, um, the system's a joke. And and we got to be in on the joke and we got to figure out a way to fix this joke because there's too many lives that are being destroyed. We are not we are not going to establish freedom by just sitting back and being idle and allowing it to go on. Um, but with that, guys, I, I hope you guys all enjoy your week. Enjoy your weekend. It is Friday, so don't drink a drive or ride with those who do. You have family and friends who care about you and love you deeply. They want to see you again back here safe for next week, for Tuesday, for Spike and Matt on the muddy waters of freedom as they continue to traverse those muddied waters. Um, and uh, and with that, uh, thank you everyone for for coming in, tuning in, for joining, for sharing, for the support for year in and year out to Muddied Waters Media. Thank you for Matt and Spike for giving a platform for me um, to be able to come out, air my grievances, and, and to uh, redress my grievances, really. Um, but I hope you guys are all taking care of yourselves. I look forward to continuing to grow with you guys all. And uh, let's let's get out there. Let's get active and let's make some changes. Um, and with that, I hope you all have a great day. Take care.